0: Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. this evening is a special evening as we come before God he is deliberate is intentional he is intentional and he wants to, to, to speak to somebody he wants to change seasons' just been in a 40 days of prayer and fasting and it's the conclusion today and uh, how many of you fasted today <laughs> Oh, good, good. Oh, so we'll be breaking our fast, and uh, I tell you, God will change your season in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
1: You've got times and seasons in your eyes You, you call for light out of darkness. darkness. You don't need a man. To be the God you are. Yes, Lord. You have chosen to call me. One more time. You've got times. You've got times. You've got times. come um Place? You are the Lord over this church. Yes, you are the Lord. Most high. Yes, you are the Lord. Hallelujah. Most high. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Father,
0: in the name of Jesus, be Lord over my destiny. Be Lord over my life over everything that I am okay, just pick it up in prayer it's a conclusion, be Lord over all the, the prayer items you have been you know, lifting to him, all the things that you have told him, the things he has told you, remember, prayer is communion with him, be Lord even though certain things are not going on very well right now I know you are coming down I know you are rending the heavens I know when you come down, you will be Lord over that thing that is difficult, over that thing, over that traditional thing, over that situation, over the issues that are at hand now, you will be Lord and King. You will be my Master, for I know very well there is evidence of your Lordship. Before, Lord, you are the beginning. You know the end. And so, Lord, that's why this evening I'm so thankful. Just begin to glorify him. Begin to give him all the praise. For when he becomes Lord over that situation, the resistance of the enemy shall be turned back. And I pray that this night today, this very night, shall be a turnaround night. Shall be a turnaround evening. Shall be a night of turnaround. That the God of suddenly shall come from the back door and shall move
1: mountains shall relocate mountains in the name of Jesus oh Lord yes you are the Lord most high yes you are the Lord most high give him a mighty hand clap Hallelujah.
0: Isaiah chapter sixty-four, verse one: All that you would rend the heavens and come down. Turn to your neighbor and say, "The Lord will come down." That verse continues and says that the mountains might quake at your presence. So, going to touch a few aspects of the presence. But more specifically, we are looking at, you know, rain the heavens, O oh Lord, and come down. Father, I ask that you will bless the ministry of your word. The Lord, you will load us with substance. Never at any point in one time, in any other place or wherever, these your children, shall they never run dry. And I ask that, Lord, you fill us with your Holy Spirit whom you have given to those who obey him. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So throughout this month, these 40 days, we've been looking at the foreign, rebuilding the fallen tabernacle of David. And, the, of course, the whole issue about the fallen tabernacle of David, you know, is about God coming down to his people. That's one of the aspects. It's about God coming down to the Gentiles. You remember the Acts chapter 15. It's about God coming to rebuild the things that had fallen away. You can see the text that we put throughout this month and, and, and the 10 days. It's about God coming down. So it resonates with the prayer of Isaiah. Rain the heavens, O Lord. And do what? And come down. And the, the, that Acts 15, you can turn, you can, you can show it on the screen. Acts 15, verse 16 to somewhere around 18. The Bible says, After this, I will return. It's a prophecy in Amos, but it's good to get it in the context of the book of Acts, where the, the disciples, the apostles, have gathered and, and, and they are tussling they are with the issues of the Gentiles. The Gentiles that are coming to be born again, the Gentiles that are coming and they are hungering for God. And now the Jewish people began to put their own, you know, uh, rules. They began to say, for you to be this, you have to do A, B, C, D. And so they convened Jerusalem Council, just paraphrasing. Now that's why, that's where it is decided to say, no, no, no. We're not going to lord it over them. And look at what it says. So now, this is James quoting this. He says, after this, I will return. This is God now. And I will rebuild, some versions quote, the tent. The tent of David that has fallen. Because in that place, there was a lot of worship happening. There was truth. There was a lot of the word being proclaimed when you go back to the Old Testament. But I'm interested in that other part. So after he has rebuked, he said, I will set it up so that all other peoples, he's talking about the Gentiles, may do what? May seek the Lord, which is what you have been doing. Somebody say, Amen. amen. May seek him. So it's about a passionate heart seeking after God alone in prayer. It's about a heart that is sought out everything that that person does. The application and the end is prayer. Every other thing. So that passion there, that particular understanding of life is what we want to learn. Learning how to seek God and asking him to come down in all the spheres of life, all the aspects, all the things, the relationships. And that's what produces a man or a woman That knows how to contend with forces. This issue of seeking. The passionate seeking. That's what produces a child that the world cannot take. This issue of seeking is what produces a church the devil cannot kick here and about. Somebody say amen. amen. That he may come down. And I will show you. When he comes down, what happens? Because for God to come down, it would mean a complete reordering of my life. It would mean everything that I used to know. You know, For example, when he came down in Exodus chapter 19, all the way to chapter 20, you can show it to them. Exodus chapter 19 is a long chapter. That's when he gave the commandments the children of Israel, he's talking to children of Israel that were slaves. Are we together? They were in bondage. Now he wants to bring them to become and gain capacity to be able to go and possess lands, to be able to, to go and possess houses they did not build, all those promises. They cannot fulfill these promises without being equipped, without capacity building. They cannot fulfill these promises without a complete reordering. He has to fashion, he has to make sure that you know they have an understanding, not of a slave. You know how a slave thinks. Hmm? You may not know. Probably you have to read, you know, uh, history and find out. You know, uh, but we have context now of people who the world undermines. So to take out the slave mentality, he came down and gave them laws to guide them, guidelines. How are they going to put the society into being that the society will now have order? So those are things that happen when he comes down. It now ceases to be you. It now ceases to be that soul that in First Samuel chapter 10, and he came and he was prophesying, and the Bible says that when the Spirit of God fell upon him, he turned into another man. Somebody say Amen. amen. So listen, your husband can he turn into another man. Yeah. When you involve God in that marriage relationship, your boyfriend, whom you have to bring now here for marriage because we'll not, not just end there. When, he not, when God comes down in those particular contexts where you are struggling, There is going to be a reordering. It's a prayer we're going to pray tonight. Somebody say amen. Amen. You know, on the last day as you crown up, you know, and and there are people, when she called for testimonies, I wonder, because there are people who sent me testimonies from here, and some of them sent to my wife about Friday night of what happened here. Somebody say amen. amen. And so I don't know where those people are. Maybe they are online. But when he comes down... There is the complete reordering. In fact, for God to come down, it means, I put my own English here, he wants to write, write of R-I-G-H-T, every wrong. Can you turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, may the Lord write every wrong in your life. When he comes down, it means that there's going to be a balancing of every system that has been, and all that. Quite a number of things. For example, the, those who are walking inside, you know, they have no faith, it's going to bring faith. It's going to bring, because you can't do anything with God without faith. And so when he comes down, that's all the things he does. Okay, for example, in Acts chapter 2, when he came down, you know what happened? When he came down, all the people that were in that place were now into speaking different languages, utterances. And that's a prophecy that had been you know, made right from the book of Joel. You know the story. So the point is, when he comes down, there is no figuring out of how life is going to be. Hmm. If you are here and you have a boyfriend, Or you have a girlfriend. Don't say, oh, now I have to now be, and then calculate how I'm going to impress him so he can marry me. So maybe one plus one is equal to this. No. When he comes down in the relationship, he's born again, there's no figuring out of direction. There's no discussion about what should be happening in that place. When he's present in that place, he has come down to reorder. And there are principles that must just remain as they are unchanged. This is what we are talking about. Can you just lift up your hand and say, my father, in this season, please, Lord, come down and be in my life in the name of Jesus. That prayer is so powerful. In fact, last night when I was, I was meditating on another theme altogether, God said, come to this. This is, this is what you should share. When he comes down, there's no figuring out what are we going to do. No, there are solutions. Listen, in the Old Testament, Israel was in the wilderness. And the Bible says God came down to them through a cloud. And I want to show you how that cloud, the physical cloud. That cloud was a physical manifestation of God's pledge to be with his people. That cloud. The Bible says that he led them by the cloud in the day and by a pillar of what? Of fire during the night. So there was no figuring out to say, are there many fires? Which one should we follow? Which is what some of you do? Maybe it is this one who... He stays in Dubai. No, 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 not that one. Let me go to Reverend Florence. No, I think from the way she talked, it should be this one who is uh, working with URA. No, no, I don't think that. Let me, let me go to the provost. I think, I think it is the other one. She are getting confused. All the young people, put up your hand. Oh, you put up your hand. You're a young person. you decide. Marriage is a good thing. Not like this. Put up This is a serious thing. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, there is no figuring out in the season that is coming. When you come down, you give me clarity. Pray, pray. When you come down, you give me guidance. When you come down, you give me direction in the name of Jesus. Because, listen to this. Because the issue of him pledging, that's you now connect your faith and you get it. So that cloud covered the tabernacle day and night. In fact, it acted as their guide continuously. The Bible says in Isaiah 58, verse 11, Isaiah 58, verse 11, the Bible says, The Lord will guide you continually, there are no gaps. And he said, and satisfy your needs so there's going to be satisfaction if he is the one. I don't think you heard me. I'm saying, he will satisfy your needs so if he is the one, if she is the one, there's going to be satisfaction. Don't come here and begin to confuse us. I don't know why I married him. You are a joker. Because the, the substance is here. You can't go back The Bible says the Lord will guide you continually. That one includes in the area, even in your marriage, he will guide you. And he says, satisfy your needs in patched places. So when things get tough, patched places is symbolic of such times. And it says, you will make your bones strong. That is to do with boldness. And then you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose water never fails. That's why you must not marry a non-believer. Somebody say, amen. I know who is saying amen. <laughs> so there's no figuring out. Even in marriage, there is no figuring out, brethren. Why? When he comes down, there's clarity of purpose. Somebody say amen. amen. Listen. When he comes down, the interest of God goes beyond just answering your small prayer requests, your healing. It's beyond that. When he comes down, it goes beyond all those things. When he comes down, it is to do with, you know, uh, you know uh, providing purpose. Purpose driven. Why are you here on earth for? Hmm? And so, listen to this. Elijah, for example, when he came to Elijah, Elijah had just finished slaughtering the prophets of Baal. First Kings chapter 18. In chapter 19, he ran away. Jezebel said, Ah! May the gods do to me. <laughs> she, she vowed. And Elijah went into the wilderness. The man was discouraged. As he was in the wilderness, he was hungry. He didn't know where he was going. God came. The Bible says that the angel provided there was food, cakes. You know, I I, I know, I was say that uh, the, the, the first, you know, uh, initiator of online food. It's not uh, these ones you are ordering. It's the, they are the angels. So there was food there. He ate. After he ate, God gave him direction. So when he comes down, he's not coming to handle one thing. Lord, I need the other. Lord, That's why you must graduate from praying for things. Personal things. You have to graduate from that level and begin to intercede for purpose driven things, things that are to do with the kingdom. Things that are to do with what attracts God. As you are doing that, Matthew 6:33 begins to be in operation. So now you are now interested in the kingdom. God says, "Ah, okay, so you want to be my partner. You wait and I show you what I can do." And some of you, this is where the problem is. You want things you want things. I want husband. I want this one. But there there is a purpose why you are there. So when he came down, Elijah, he now gave him the food and now look at, maybe you can show it to them in First Kings chapter 19. Find that verse that talks about him. Now say, from here, go and do this. Go and do the other. He directed him. And so when he is in the place, it's, it's beyond just answering you know, here, I want the other one. It's good. And God will give you all that. But then there is need to to graduate from such. When he comes down, he wants to give direction. He wants to make a dwelling upon your life. And that's why we are talking about rebuilding the fallen tabernacle. Because the tabernacle was a place where I used to dwell. If he can make my home his tabernacle. If you can make my marriage, it's tabernacle. But for you who is younger, you have to begin from the place where you can speak at the same level with that person you're going to marry. Not this one is thinking about, you know, so many things and you you are thinking about the kingdom because he doesn't understand. That's why some husbands are babies. That don't bother them saying, I'm going for an overnight because they don't understand how can you pray the whole night. The man is not born again. And you are the one that made this, the decision to do that. Hey? Now you say, no, and now you see, for us, uh, in the spiritual realm, he doesn't know, what is that? <laughs> so you wait, there is somebody God has preserved for you. Somebody say, amen. I think today I came specifically for... <laughs> somebody say, amen. <laughs> and so he finds a life to dwell. So when he comes down, he's dwelling in a life that is carrying out his purposes. Don't worry about the other things. Yes, there are things they disturb. Even me, they disturbed. Oh, yes. They don't fear a priest. They disturb. He say no, now when are you going to get married? You know, and all that. But now when he comes down, look at it. He wants to dwell. And you please him. How to keep how to sustain the presence in that place when he's now dwelling in you is by faith. That's all. It's by faith. It's purely by faith. You know, when you learn to exercise faith, faith moves mountains. It can move any mountain. But the presence of God does not only move mountains because faith can move a mountain and relocate it. It's going to another place. But the presence of God melts them away. I don't think you heard me because when you have him, faith, he will move a mountain and it will, but, but it has gone somewhere else, maybe to oppress those that have an open door. I don't know. I don't want to go there. But now when you have the presence, you have something, you have somebody that will just melt it away. If you don't believe me, you can read Psalm 114 and see the kinds of the, the the figurative speeches that are being put there to show his coming down. Now in the New Testament, John chapter 1, verse 32. John chapter 1, verse 32. John the Baptist, this is what he said concerning Jesus Christ. So, at the baptism, this is what happened. John chapter 1, verse 32. You know, John the Baptist said, I saw the Spirit descend or coming down from heaven like a dove and it remained on him. That word there, remained on him, He's talking about dwelling. So it wasn't that, you know, at one time when he would want to heal the sick, he would just now pronounce and the Holy Spirit said, say, no, there's no Holy Spirit, so you will not get healed. No. The Spirit of God was always, what does it mean to Remain. It means that if you have money in your account, you have withdrawn, and some is still there. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. So the Spirit of God remained on him. That's what every, I began to pray that prayer, I think two years back. I said, Lord, I just don't want the Spirit of God to visit. No, because the visitor comes, but he will go away. I want the Spirit of God to remain on me. Lift up your hand and say, Father, in the coming season, after these days of 40 days of waiting upon you, let the Spirit of God remain on me. Let Him remain on my marriage, if you are married. Let Him remain every place where I go. In the name of Jesus, the Spirit of God can do that. Somebody say, Amen. Now, Listen to me very carefully. The Spirit of God, that's the visitation, never had a reason to depart the life of Jesus. Do you know why? Because of his conduct, his thought life, the uncleanness of this, this head here, the uncleanness of thought, the, the cleanliness. That's why the Spirit of God, some of the things you think here, touch your head. I mean, just touch. Some of the things that go on in that place there, they are the ones that take away consecration. His. Yes. And in these 40 days, we have talked about consecration. I know, Pastor David Oweri came and, and he was speaking to us on the subject of consecration. Setting myself apart from, se- there are things I cannot touch. Leave alone thinking about them. There are things I cannot look at. There are things I cannot be involved in no matter how much is involved in terms of money and I need money, no matter how much is involved in whatever, can't touch them. Consecration is, that's what keeps the anointing upon your life. Somebody say amen. Amen. Set up focus. And Jesus was like that. When he comes down, he will say, no, those things, forget about those things. This is the angle to go. But, you know, um, I want those things. So, okay, you make a choice. You go to those things. You cannot stand before the enemy. The enemy can come. The same kick he uses to kick this other one who will not feel pain. He'll come kick you. You You'll be found in one day This is what is happening. Because the enemy came and swept you with a very small temptation. Very small. You are a gentleman. But you are not gentle here. Hmm? So the problem is not God. The problem is you because God doesn't dwell in those places where things that even me, I don't like dirty places. So the spirit of God wants to remain now. These 40 days you are finished. He now wants to dwell in that place. Somebody say amen. amen. So when he reigns the heavens, there are things that will happen. When the Lord reigns the heavens, he breaks captivity. And captivity is going to break here tonight. There is urgency to get out of bondage, urgency. Exodus chapter 3. The Lord said to Moses, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. I think it should be verse 7. And he said, And I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. Look at the next phrase. I know their sufferings, verse 8, and I have done what? I have come down. Maybe those letters are very small. Exodus chapter 3, verse 8. I have come down. You see that? To do what? To deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out from that land to a broad land. Somebody say amen. So this is what we're talking about. The coming down, it breaks captivity automatically. When he is there, captivity cannot stand in the name of Jesus. When he comes comes down, one of the things he does, for example, the the enemy will be forced to release you. Hmm? I don't think you heard me. When he comes down, the enemy will be forced to release you. How do I know? Exodus chapter 12, verse 30. Verse 30 to 32. The Bible says the night Pharaoh release the children of Israel, there are things that turned around. You know what happened? Because, you know, previously, Moses and Aaron would be going to, you know, to tell him, let's go out, we want to worship the Lord and all that. The Bible says, that night, he summoned Moses and Aaron. He said, up, get out of my land, <laughs> get my people. And as you have said, be gone and bless me. When he comes down, that night, there was a visitation they just released just one angel, just one, and he went through the, the, Egypt, you know, the Egyptian land. He just passed through. He didn't do anything. He just passed through. And there was a cry everywhere on the camp of the enemy. Lift up your hand and say, Father, all the affliction, captivity, bondage, whatever it is, will you come down and break in the name of Jesus. I'm coming to the close so we can pray about three prayers. But now the challenge is what we have learned over the years is to abandon him. So we no longer fast. When there's a program like this, no longer yearn for him, you are all over the place, God is looking for a place to dwell, brethren. Some of us have tested it. The Holy Spirit, remember, comes by invitation. And he goes by what? Rejection. If reject him, he will go. He comes, he's welcome. And this is what we ought to do as we now focus on the days that are coming. Because the presence of God, you can seek the presence. For example, in 2 Chronicles 15, we can begin to read from verse 1. The Bible talks about this man. The Bible says, The Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. He went out to Asa. There was a king called Asa. And he told him, Asa, hear me, O Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you do what? Abandon him or what will happen? Is it me that wrote those things? No. You, you, he comes by invitation. Invitation in a place. He also goes by rejection. So he comes where he's welcome. And then the Bible says the next phrase. "Said For a long time Israel was without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. But when in their distress they turned to the Lord like we have been doing, the God of Israel, and sought him, he was found by them. Somebody say amen. So the praises of God, when he comes down, he can be sought and be found. You can find him. Is there waiting. You, can, you, you cannot say, I want to carry his presence, and you are serving other gods. This was the problem with Israel. God made it very clear, you shall not worship any other gods apart from me. And the more they served God, they saw it, the more there was the tangible presence of God. On the other hand, the more they served other gods, the more they lost the presence. Because the presence, remember, was their identity. They, 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 they lost battles because of the absence of God. They also won battles because of the presence. When he comes down, you are a winner. You don't need to fight anybody. Somebody say amen. Let me finish this. Listen to me. It's time to carry the presence of God. But you must be ready. Don't carry any other extra load. When you carry the presence, you are not permitted to carry other, you know, other things. You have to offload, offload certain things and then only carry the presence. I think it's Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. The Bible says, Therefore, put to death. So after the 40 days, it's time now to put to death. Put to death what? Your members which are on earth and they are listed there. One of them is sexual. Immorality. I know people don't want us to talk about such things. Impurity, you know. Why do you talk? You are bothering people. No. Until Christ is formed in you, Paul said, "I am in anguish." And look at it. Don't remove it. Don't remove it. Leave it there so they can see. And cleanness. I've already talked. Impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. When those things are out, you now begin to experience the presence of God. Why? Because the anointing cannot sit on a filthy place. You have to first remove the filth from the holy place, remove all of them, carry out the rubbish. That's what King Hezekiah did. Carry out the rubbish from the holy place. When he comes down, he doesn't want to find anything there. Let's end with verse uh, 2-4 to of Isaiah 64. Isaiah said, when you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down the mountains quick. So he's also coming to do something that no one has ever heard before. Because the Bible says, for ages past, no one has heard. No ear has perceived, no eye has seen. Only God decides thee, who works for those that wait upon him. Ladies and gentlemen, just like Israel was entering the promised land, you are about to enter a season where you are required to seek his work, to seek what he's going to do, to wait upon him. And the Bible said, Joshua chapter 1, you know one of the things you need is the presence of God and when you enter this, such a season, after fasting, God is going to align you properly. Now you take yourself out. That's a deliberate choice because you're supposed to continue. And God told Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. He said, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. He said, just as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. He's talking about the presence. But when he says all the days of his life, it doesn't mean that Joshua can do whatever he wants to do. It doesn't mean he should get married to so many women. All the days, am I, 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 by the grace of God. You know, the grace, the grace. No, no, no. no. This responsibility. So it's a season when he wants to terminate those particular things. And it's a season of prophetic utterances. When he comes down, one of the things he releases is the spirit of prophecy. And it is written in Acts chapter 2 verse 17. It's quoting Joel. The Bible says, in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all the people. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. Somebody say amen. Amen. So it's a season of hearing that word, the word of God, and acting on it. And that's what Naaman did. Naaman heard the instruction. And, uh, of course, in the first place, he despised the instruction, the prophetic word. And he said, how can I bathe in those rivers? I'm going on my way. And they, they, they told him, but if he had told you something which is hard, wouldn't you have done it? And so he now reversed his idea. When he comes down, God is out to release prophetic utterances. I want us to stand on our feet. We are going to pray two prayers, just two. And then the, 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 the third one will be for those who are sick. If you know anybody who is sick, it will be for those who are sick. A first prayer. I told you when it comes down, it's meant to clean. You're supposed to have the glory of the Lord has to land on a place that is righteous. Lift up your voices and begin to cry to him. Lord, take away every filth from my spirit. Everything, my God and my King. Things that would deny me and keep me out of his presence. When you come down, all I need is to find a place well-swept. It's a repentance prayer. If you are here, your life was full of fornication. Your life was full of uh, figuring out, trying to try try this button, and try the other one this is the time to bring repentance and say Lord all the filth that has been I you know make even anger you know there are things we think through and nobody can not even your spouse can know father take them away I don't want any ash in me ash or the ash all the ash let, let there be a clean up in the name of Jesus let do it for, for a few more seconds every other thing Maybe it's a thing of unforgiveness. Lord, take away the filth. It doesn't match. I know you don't want only to visit, but you are coming down. And Lord, you are going to do things in my life, in my marriage, in my workplace. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice in the second prayer. I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, any power. Is now spiritual warfare now. Say, Father, Father in, the Jesus, in the name of Jesus, any stronghold, any, stronghold, any, power, any power that has managed to, 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 to destroy my finances or whatever I have in the past, it is not going to do it again. Any power that has destroyed my relationships, maybe it's to do whatever it is, I issue a decree today. Today is the end of the 40 days. Tell that thing you are not coming back to me. You are not. I command right now. I issue as a priest and king. It has ruined my business. It has ruined my marriage. Whatever power, strongholds of this church. Things that have drained me of the anointing today. I bind them out of my life. In the name of Jesus. I destroy all of them today, 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 today is the end of a season. Is a, I use my the authority that Jesus has given me. The Bible says I shall trample over those scorpions. This is the day that the Lord has made for me in the name of Jesus. And I proclaim a new season. Go ahead, go ahead. We sang that song prophetically. I, I proclaim a new season for me. A season of the manifestation of the presence. A season of hearing the voice of God. This head deliver my brain. I shall not hear lo- the Lord using my head. No, no, no. no. The Lord shall speak to my spirit. I shall pick up the spiritual language in the mighty name of Jesus. All the tricks the enemy has used to confuse me, I climb higher realms to understand them. Because I know you are coming down. The last prayer. If you are here and you are sick, you are tormented, Pray and ask God, first of all, for forgiveness as you touch that part, whatever it is. And we're going to pray here and the healing part on Friday. That's what happened here. And we're going to pray so that God Almighty will move into operation. Father, I know that there is nothing you cannot do. I know there are things, Lord God Almighty you have done before and no man has never done them. So Lord, whatever infirmity, sickness, be it in the bloodstream, in the berry, whatever infirmity, I rebuke it out of their lives in the name of Jesus. And by faith, I proclaim them healed because it is written that the Lord God Almighty is our healer. I speak restoration upon wombs in the name of Jesus. I speak restoration upon backache, in the name of Jesus. And I command all the misalignment, every organ to hear the word of the Lord be healed in the name of Jesus. And I release the spirit, I release the power of the Lord God Almighty that heals infirmity and breaks bondage. And breaks captivity. Thank you Father. Begin to thank him for the healing. By faith you are healed. Whether you are online. Or you are aware. You are healed. And so Father. I ask that as we go out. Lord let there be. An understanding. You are coming down. You are rending the heavens. In Jesus name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hugo Times the seasons speak it up